As an engineering leader, you know firsthand that achieving work-life balance can be hard. Many business owners struggle with the balance between their personal lives and their work. This leads to stress and a feeling of regret. But that's not the case for the listeners of the Engineer Your Success podcast with Dr. James Bryant. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. Tune in. Let's engineer your success today. I want to welcome you to the Engineer Your Success podcast. My name is Dr. James Bryant, your host for today's show. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. It is my pleasure to guide you along your journey to engineer your success so that you can design and live a life where you are winning at work and at home. How are you doing today? Today, we have a very special guest, Mr. Duran Chandler. Uh, so Duran, I'm going to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself. But before we do that, I just kind of want to set this, this scene for our conversation. So last week's episode really focused on taking ownership. You know, are you ready to engineer your success? Are you ready to take ownership so that you can engineer success? And if so, here are some things that you can do to help you take that ownership. And so I wanted to bring Duran on because the example that I used during last week's episode was me in graduate school and kind of working through uh, being in credit card debt and my path to getting out of debt. But Duran has a phenomenal story of debt and investments and just so many different areas of life where he's really taken ownership that I thought it would be great to have him on. And yes, Deron is a person, but he's also an engineer. So Deron, <laughs> welcome to the show, man. Hey, James, how you doing today? I am doing great. Introduce sure. yourself to our listening audience. Well, my name is Deron Chandler. I am a father, son, brother. I like to list all those because those are all different roles that I play in my life. But I am recently the father of a newborn son. He'll be two months in a couple of days here. So we are, we are some busy parents around here now with a four-year-old daughter and a newborn son. Yes. Yes. Deron is absolutely a committed father, a committed yes. husband. And it's one of the things that I appreciate about him is that no matter what else he is into, no matter what else he is doing, he's always checking in to make sure that things are okay at home. So I talk a lot about this podcast about winning at work and at home. And so Deron takes a lot of that to heart where he's really working to win at home. Yeah. Home is where the heart is and home is where everything starts. If you can eliminate a lot of the stress at that home, you can have a pretty happy life. So that's one of my aims I want to, uh, to go for. Well, that is good, man. So let's talk about, you know, your journey a little bit. All right. So my journey, I can take it all the way back to college if we're going to talk about ownership and how you have to own the things that you are responsible for and what that means in your life. One of the first financial ownership moments in my life was actually in college. I went to the, this is one of the stories I love to tell. I went to buy some stamps uh, from the post office and my card got declined. And at that moment, I was working two jobs while I was in college. I understood my finances pretty well while I was in college, but I was still a broke college student, but I knew I had money in the bank for stamps. Yeah. And my car was declined and I was so confused, but my car was declined because I was on a custodial account and something had happened with the custodian of the account that their finances got froze and I was impacted. 
Oh, wow. That was like a, that was a moment in time where I was like, well, this can't happen to me because I'm impacted by somebody else's doing. I have to take ownership of my money and my finances. That was one like small brief moment of, okay, I need to own this. Yeah. Another one that happened in college, and this will lead directly into the, the longer and more appropriate story to talk about debt, is uh, one time as an engineer, I was taking differential equations. My roommate was a better math student than I. I asked him to help me out with the homework at that And because I, you know, it was differential equations, and as you know, as engineers, problems can be very long. It could be, could be arduous and a little difficult. So I asked him for, for his help, and he said he couldn't help me at that time. He just gave me a no because he was working on the the homework at that time as well. In that instance, I got angry at him because he couldn't help me. And at that time, instead of pouting, I went outside. I sat on what we called the stoop of our apartment building. And I didn't think about the homework. I thought, why did I get mad? Because he said he couldn't help. Mm -hmm. So I sat there and I figured out a few things about myself internally and figured out that I can't get mad at him. It's not his homework. That he, that he, he was talking for his homework and he's doing it. This is my homework and I have to be responsible for doing it. So even though I asked for his help and he couldn't help me, he would help me with anything in my life that I needed right now, guys, just to be clear. But he couldn't help me in that moment because he was working on his homework as well. I needed to take responsibility to seek help elsewhere or not get mad that he couldn't help me. So that's one of those ownership moments that I really carry with me throughout my life. One of those points I reflect on throughout my life that, okay, this is mine, have to own it. Because if I don't own it, it can fall and it can fail. And then I can't pick it back up. Right. And, I think, or when I pick it back up, it becomes tough. No, I think that's key. You own it because if you don't own it, it can fall and fail. So you have to be able to take ownership of the things that are important to you in life. And so before you get into the longer story, you, you told us the fact that you're a father, a brother, and all of the great things that you're doing at home. Give the listening audience a little bit of a flavor for what you do professionally before you go into next part of the story. All right. So I am a project manager on a project here in Richmond for the Federal Reserve Bank with the actual physical technology that happens in your actual currency. So if you carry, you still carry physical dollars in your wallet, there's certain security features inside of there. I get to work with the people that develop and build those sensors as a project manager as an interface between the federal government, Federal Reserve Bank, and the technology developers. The short of it, I get to do cool stuff with physical money. No, no, that that's pretty cool. And, and so that is really interesting. And I didn't think about this connection beforehand. You get to do cool stuff with physical money, but there's also a part of your story where you've learned to master money. Yeah. And so you're mastering money both in your professional life as well as in your personal life from a financial point of view. Yeah, correct. So the story begins or the story starts and it's another inflection point of where I realized I have to take ownership. It is around 2010. I'm out of college at this time. I'm into the corporate America world. I'm making what I think is good money at the time. So I decide to start spending my money on things I feel like I earned or that I want. I have cars, ATVs, things, things of this nature, an apartment, a girlfriend, get, get to go out to eat, things like that. And then I look up at one moment and I'm about $70,000 in debt. This includes the actual student loans that I was holding as well. 
So once I tallied up that entire number, I was like, wow, $70,000 is a lot for a person in debt that's only making $40,000 a year. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I would tell, I broke it down to what I was making per paycheck and the amount of money that I had free. Please remember that statement, the amount of money that I had free. This is important to my story. As I sat there and I calculated the money, I would do it over and over. And I would always have this reoccurring question of what if I had more free money in my paycheck, basically more money to do what I really wanted to do. So at that time, I would take long drives down this road in Richmond. It's pretty long drives. I I use it to meditate. It's my thinking process. I would drive my 1996 Toyota Uh, Even though I had nicer cars, that was my favorite car to think in. I was taking the drive one day and I was listening to a song by Little Brother. I've listened to this album numerous times over and over and over. And for some reason, one of the lines pierced my brain that night. And the line is, man, the line blanked on me that fast, but the line is, do you really want to win or look good losing? Mm. And I came to the conclusion that with the $70,000 in debt, making $40,000 a year, I was overweight at the time as well. I came to the conclusion that I was looking good losing. So the outside appearance of what I had going on looks great, right? I'm going out to eat. I have a nice car. I have an apartment with my friend. I'm enjoying life and things of that nature. But internally, I, I wasn't really happy. I was overweight. I wasn't really satisfied in my job. That was $70,000 in debt. And I recognized that it wasn't the $70,000 up in the debt could be eliminated. And I could answer that question of I could have more free money in my paycheck. Yeah. So it was up to me. That at that moment, I recognized it was up to me to take the actions to answer that actual question. And that's like the major inflection point in this story. That's the moment when I recognized the dream and I made the decision to take my dream serious. That is cool, man. So what's the line again? Do you really want to win or just look good losing? Ooh, do you really want to win or just look good losing? I think we're going to have to use that as the title of this particular (laughs) episode because it is so true. A lot of people look good losing. A lot of people look good in terms of winning at work but they go home and their life is crap or their personal life is crap or they, or their health is bad. And so do you really want to win or just look good while you're losing? I want to win. And I know you yeah. want to win. Yeah. I want to win. I want to win. And win- winning for me. So you, you have to figure out what winning for you is. It's different for each individual. Yep. Uh, winning for me was eliminating the debt, getting myself back into some good physical, physical health. So I felt good when I looked at myself in the mirror. And having healthy relationships and doing things that I truly, truly care. That's a very big one for me as well. I recognize I would be, when I would go out with my friends and we would go to the clubs and things of that nature, I would be the guy in the club calculating the money of, man, we can do something else. (laughs) We can do something else with this money, right? Yeah. I always had that point in the club. Man, that's a thousand. Okay. That's about $10,000 between three tables, guys. We can do something very different with this money to achieve happiness. But I also had to recognize that's my calculation of happiness. That's not anybody else's calculation. That's also a situation where I think even later in life, we tend to surround ourselves with people who are going in the same direction that we want to go. And at that time, I don't think those folks that were in your circle wanted to go where you were going. At least not all of them. And And that's nothing negative about them. That's just the direction in the trajectory 
of where they wanted to go. That's how they defined winning. Um, right. And you were defining it differently. And so you had this inflection. You knew you needed to do something. And there may be people that are listening that are at that inflection point. So what are some suggestions or what steps did you take to help you dig out of the $70,000 in debt to help you actually start achieving the health that you So I, I decided to take my decisions towards my dream seriously. And what that means is just don't think about it. Actually take action on on what you're thinking, right? So my thought was, what if I seen more of my paycheck and what if I was actually in shape? I couldn't get back to high school shape because that was, I didn't have a job back then, right? So all I did was start around. <laughs> but I could get back into some shape. So what I did, I reached out. So I became vulnerable and I reached out to one of my friends, one of my close friends, Jerome Myers, and I asked him about, uh, about paying off debt. And we had a very long, deep conversation. I became vulnerable and I shared my actual salary with him. I consider myself a person that's not scared to talk about money and actually share real numbers with people, right? So I told him how much I was making. I showed him the little budget sheet that I had. And he came back with the answer of, you have more money here. Oh, you have, you have a lot of free money here. And I just you like, couldn't see I don't, you yeah, couldn't I, like, I, don't, I could not see where the free money was. At. So that led, that led to a deeper conversation. So take your, make the decision to take your dream serious and reach out for help. You can reach out to a coach. If you have a friend that you can feel as a confidant that you feel is moving, like you just said, moving in the direction that you yes. want to be going, reach out to that friend and see if they're willing to help. But yeah. there are coaches out here. There, there are a lot of people with businesses and coaches that can help you go in the right direction. Hi, this is James, and I want to give you a personal invitation to come to the next Success or Ramp. These are small group complimentary monthly meetings to help you win at work and at home. Are you interested in setting and achieving goals, in building habits that stick, becoming a more powerful communicator? Listen, you do not have to do this alone. Register for the next success on ramp today and join other like-minded people who are on the road to achieve success both in business and in life. Use the link in the show notes to grab your spot today. Yeah. And there are people that are specifically have services to kind of help you get out of debt. Well, one of the things in which by you being vulnerable, you allow Jerome to help hold you accountable. Like you didn't have to, when he comes back and he says, you have a lot of free money here. You could have continued to resist. I know there was some initial resistance like, oh, you're like, what do you mean? (laughs) But you could have continued to resist. And if you would have continued to exist, then you're in a situation where you're not really taking any of that input. You're going to stay exactly where you are. So you took some of those things to heart. What were some of the things you had to cut out? Going out to eat so often was one of the things going and a few of the things I wanted to cut out, but I was just didn't know how to. Went out to drink with my friends almost every weekend and things of that nature. I really don't want to do that anymore. So that was one of the easier things. We not to eat so much. Cutting back on cable. Luckily at the time, I did look at the cable man, so we were getting a discounted bill. But uh, go, cutting back on cable, uh, picking trips, weekend trips. I was big on taking weekend trips. Just cutting a lot of those things out, buying clothes and shoes. I like to have a certain kind of sneaker. It's not really an expensive sneaker in, in consideration to how much sneakers cost these days. But uh, I like to have that sneaker, so I would always buy like, the latest and greatest pair of that. So 
dialing back on a lot of those, uh, a lot of those habits mm-hmm. would, would yeah, help me out. Right. It, it got me pointed into the right direction. Okay. And I actually, I'm, I'm being kind of friendly with this. I stripped away a lot of stuff out of my life to, to, to be, to be friends. Let's strip away a lot of stuff. Yeah, like, be, come yeah. on, man. Be, be real yeah. with the audience. You, you stripped yeah. it down. Down to the studs. It, I, t- I took it down to the studs. One of the reasons I took it down to the studs had more to do with happiness, like figuring out what made me happy than it did with money, right? So mm-hmm. but to be honest there. So I had those two things going on. So stripping it down to the studs helped me figure out what made me happy and what I could uh, actually spend my money on that my happiness was connected to, right? So your happiness might be connected to some things that have monetary value, right? So you would like to spend money more on the things that make you actually happy and less and, and then spending less money on the things that don't make you happy. Right. So going out to drinking, going out drinking and spending time with my friends in that manner didn't make me happy. Going out to eat with my then girlfriend like every other weekend with just intimate time between her and I at a nice restaurant made me very happy. So I would spend money there. Yeah. You, you learn how to focus on what matters most. Right. So people that have listened to the podcast for any extended period of time, are familiar with the engineer's blueprint for success. And that real first step is really focusing on what matters most and determining what matters to you, right? Nobody else can define success for you. Nobody else can define what really matters to you. But when you're able to focus on that, then you're able to build the next step so that you can have more of that, so that you can make sure that you secure that and protect that and you grow that. Right. And so So stripped it down to the studs, you're there. And so you mentioned your, your girlfriend, who is now your wife. My, my so now wife how, yeah. how was it for her as you were going through this transformation? Because you're out spending and you're doing, and now all of a sudden you're like, you know, I'm not spending anything. In the beginning, it was a little rough, right? So in the beginning, she, she was a little hesitant to, to take to the program. But then after a while, when she recognized that, okay, I'm paying down my student loans very aggressively, I'm paying off a car loan very aggressively, I'm saving money to invest because I shared with her the larger dream, uh, I shared with her the larger plan, uh, it, it became easier. She understood and she enjoyed the time for the things that we did do together more, right? So like I said, one of the things I like to do is actually go out to you as her. So we enjoy the times of actually Oh, we're really going to, we're going to this restaurant this week. You know, last month we did this one restaurant. This month we're doing this one. So I know I'm going to eat this. I know I'm going to eat this. So it made those moments like more exciting. And yeah. when we did go out, we would find a lot of free stuff to do. Festivals you could just walk to and things of that nature. We were living in, in the D.C. Uh, metro area at that time. So you catch the metro, walk around town, be a tourist for a little bit. Spend $17 to go to like a, a museum or a restaurant that you never really went to, a little small one. Small things like that, instead of spending $200 on the lavish meal every weekend and things of that nature, dialing it back and finding time and spending time together in a more, in a way, it made it more intimate for us, right? So like mm-hmm. we're not spending money in this, we're spending time together and we're really learning what we like about each other and things out there in the world. See, th- there's one key thing that you included, and I want to make sure that the listeners get that, is that you shared what you were doing with her. Right. You didn't just do it and expect for her to read your mind. You didn't just do it and just simply expect for her to get on board, but you shared it with her. not only the vision of, hey, I'm doing this pullback. I'm taking things down to the studs so that I can get out of debt and so that we can be able to 
spend more time doing what it is that we like, but also there's a larger investment plan of generating wealth. And so I am doing this for the long game. And I will tell anybody, if you're in a relationship, whether you're married or not, if you're in a relationship and committed relationship to that person, and you are thinking about things that are going to, that's going to impact your future, discuss it with them, bring them into the conversation. Do not have them be isolated and you making those decisions separately. You want to be able to get their input. You may not do exactly think you may not do things exactly the way that they want them done. But I think it's really important to engage your partner in what you're planning on. Absolutely. It, it makes things a lot easier. And with the engagement, they might decide to do it too, which I actually had the benefit of. Mm-hmm. My wife, later down the line, my wife decided after some encouragement, my wife decided to, <laughs> she, she decided to aggressively pay off her student loans as well. And that put us in a better financial position as a married couple to go forth and buy a house and live the life that we're living now. And he's invested in apartments and done all yeah. other kinds of things that he's not, that he's being quiet about. Yeah. <laughs> so during the time frame of me like stripping it down to the studs, I'm a car guy. I sold my prized possession. I sold, I had a Cadillac CTSV first generation, sold that. I wish I would have kept it, but smart thing to do was sell it, pay down my student loans. And that's Duran, you, you seem like, so for those of you that are looking on YouTube, you seem like there was a little pain in your face, even when you missed it. It always that. is. I have a picture of it, like in the corner right here. It always <laughs> It always is, right? But especially as a car guy, right? So mm-hmm. I, that was like my first real nice car. So I sold that and also like shipping the things down to the stores. I was doing a lot of things by myself and checking in with Jerome. And like, I recognize this makes me happy. I recognize that this makes me happy. I was able to save and invest 70, over the time period of 43 years, save and invest uh, $75,000 into uh, apartment complexes and things of that nature, while also still investing in 401ks, IRAs, uh, Roth IRAs, and life insurance policies and things of that nature. Because wow. like you said, I told her I was playing a long game and then I showed her I'm really playing a long game. These are the steps that I'm taking to actually play the long game. And now we're at the point where we can reap some of the benefits of, of the decisions that were made back in 2014, 2015, yeah. 2016. Those decisions are becoming fruitful right now. Yeah, those seeds that were planted are, are starting to bear fruit. That's awesome, man. Hey, this is James, and I'm here to help you win at work and at home. Let's connect. You can use the link in the show notes to schedule a complimentary session. We're going to walk through the steps that it's going to take for you to start thriving so you can engineer your success and live the life that you love. Come on, sign up today. So if there's somebody who's listening they may have the, that feeling of, you know, I should not be in this position where I am. Or let's say it's financially weight. They're feeling bad and they're, they're beating themselves up because they feel that like, how did I get myself in this situation? Uh, what are some suggestions or advice would you have for that person? I would tell them it's okay. We've been there, right? It, it is okay. You can get out of this. Recognize your dream. Take the action steps to take it serious. And then one of the first things, if you want to do it by yourself or do it with somebody else, get intimate with your finances. So you can uh, sit down. You can either take a look at your last 30, 90, 120 days of spending. You can go to your checking account, your credit card account, 
just print it out. I, I like to do stuff by hand. So I would print it out and go through and walk through the expenses. Mm-hmm. And you can see where your expenses are spent on or you see where your money spent on necessities and where your money spent kind of seriously. Like, ah, I didn't really need to spend that money. And you can take an, you can take an account of that. That helps you understand where your money's going. Um, if you want to do a real deep dive and like get out the shovel and, and dig on and dig in on yourself while you're spending money, uh, be attuned to the emotions come up. Mm. So while, while you're, while you're at the grocery store and you've bought the things that are on your list, I suggest shopping with a list. First of all, you bought the things that are on your list and then you go reach for the things that you don't need on your list. You go to reach for that Snickers bar that you, that, that, that's right there. That's, Designed to be right there to entice you to buy it. That that you crops cage. (laughs) Place very close to the register, so you can just grab it as you're checking out. Well, what emotion made you make the decision to pick that up, right? So you can start digging in on that. For me, I had to recognize that there were stressors at work because when you shop after work, there were stressors at work that would need bad decisions in the grocery store. So, like trying to get your shovel out and start digging in those places, those will really go a long way. Interview with your finances, take a look at the 30, 90, 120 days of spending, and then start looking at your emotions of when you're actually spending this money. No, and, I think I think that's sound advice. Yeah, yeah. Being able to link your emotions to your decisions. And I've often said that the greatest level of awareness is self-awareness. And when you're aware of yourself and are aware of how you're feeling, when you're doing, when you're taking certain action, it gives you a greater ability to start tweaking those inputs, to start tweaking yeah. those actions to see, well, if I do this differently, then what will the outcome be? How will it change or enhance the outcome? And so I think that is absolutely magnificent. So listen, Deron, this has been great. I really appreciate you spending some time to talk about our story. I want to give you an opportunity to give a shout out. I'm going to put you put you on the spot like someone put me on the spot. I'm give you an opportunity to put a shout out to your lovely wife and your kids, but also any other parting words of wisdom that you have for the engineer and your success community. Uh, of course, a shout out to my wife, Angelica, two kids, Korean Cassius. Love you guys. Some of the parting words that I would have, reach out to somebody that could help you out. If you recognize that you are in the position where you would like to get help, receive help, or change the trajectory of where you're going. You recognize that you need to change your trajectory to get to your actual goals. You can reach out to people to help you out. I've been lucky that I've had, I have Jerome, I have James that I can reach out to when I, when I'm going through any kind of issues or problems and they can help reset my compass and get me back going north towards my goals. Uh, I myself have now made myself available to help people out in the, pretty much in the exact situation with their finances. So if they want to Reach out to me to talk about, well, how can I get to, it's usually three goals that everybody's trying to get to. They either want to get out of debt, they either want to save for an emergency fund, or they have that thing that they want to buy, right? Yeah. So that's looking at three things that I've been lucky enough to help my friends with, and I've now made myself available to help a lot. So if you want to reach out to me, it's Duran at ChandlerProsperityGroup.com. I can help you out. But we'll make sure we include that link in the show notes. And so, if you're listening to this and you want to get out of debt or you want to start an emergency fund or you want to get that thing that you you really want, but you're not sure how you're going to get it. You're looking at your finances. How am I going to be able to maneuver to make that happen? 
then make sure that you check the ride out. Okay. And also, I, I, I got to give you a shout out, James. When work and at home. This is a very, James, James has helped me so, very, so, very so much a lot in my life for winning at home. He, he mentioned it at the beginning of the podcast, but I got to say, I always like to say, thank you, Dr. James, Brian, for helping me out because you've helped me out tremendously in my life at winning at home. And I appreciate it. No, man. Thank you for that shout out. And I think we'll both give a shout out to our mutual friend, Jerome Myers, um, yes, yes. who has continued to help pour into both of us as we've poured into him. He pours into us, we pour into him. And it's really about the group of people that you have in your life. And are you around people that you, where you can grow together? And I think the example of all of our friendship and where we're going, we're all growing in the same direction. We, we all may be growing at different paces and doing different things because of where we are in life, but we're all growing, man. I think that is extremely important to surround yourself with people that are going to help you get to where you want. You absolutely want. Okay. Well, Duran, I'm going to end this podcast. Like I end every podcast episode. And that's this many people know what to do. Few people know how to do it. And there's a select group of people that actually follow through, do it and are able to live the life of their dreams. And Duran Chandler, I want to thank you for just joining the Engineer Your Success podcast and talking about how you are part of that select few. I appreciate you, man. Thank you, James. I appreciate it. All right, listeners, be great this week. Thank you for listening to Engineer Your Success with Dr. James Bryant. Do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it and a small fraction of people actually do it. I believe that you can have success both in business and in life. And it's my passion to guide you on your path to engineering your success. Thanks.